Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another fantastic episode of HR Talk, the HR Talk podcast. HRTalkPodcast.com. I'm JC. It's my pleasure to be back here with you once again this week. It's been a pretty wild week, pretty crazy week going all the way around. Um, a lot of really, really powerful things going on in the world, let alone the world of human resources. And speaking about that primary human resource, the most valuable human resource I know, the man, the myth, the legend, Intern, de- oh wait, no, uh, Ricky Bias. <laughs> valuable. That's a valuable statement. Thank you for valuing me. Hey, it's it's the least I do for America, Ricky Bias. I'll tell you that much. Really is. It's uh, it's been a wild week. It's been a crazy week. It's been a good week, Ricky. I had an opportunity to sit down this past week, and uh, I don't know if you remember Rachel Nelson. She was on in fall, the Australian of. Uh, the first Sherm certified Australian professional. We sat down. We did one of our Friday chats, and uh, we're going to have that coming out this Friday coming up, man. It was, it was emotional. It was intense. It was deep. It was, it was powerful, Rick. It, it was, uh, boy. I look forward to talking to you about it next week after you get okay. a chance to hear it. Excellent. All right. Well, I I love when Rachel was on the show. Um, she. What she brings to the table, because, you know, when you think HR, you think just the U.S. You don't think anything outside of, of the U.S. And then to hear her perspective when she was on the show last time, um, that was awesome. So I'm glad that you got that opportunity. So that's Dude, next it's, Friday. It's, right? it's, it's Friday so much more than just that this time around. Yeah, yeah she's awesome. got a brand new business. There's a lot of drama. There's not in a bad way. I mean, she's overcome some major adversities. It is quite the story, dude. I'm going to put it that way bluntly. Um, check that out. That's going to be coming out on the 21st in a uh, few short days. That aside, um, in the world of HR, Ricky Baez, what is new? What is going on? What is, uh, what's what's Ricky up to right now? Well, you know, it, it's uh, this is normally I'm always either at Disney or any of the theme parks. But um, if you remember... About a, a few months ago, intern Dave, the face, and all of our families, we all went to St. Augustine, Florida. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, we were shopping around, and, you know, the face, other than being an expert at being the face of the franchise, he is one heck of a chef. He oh, can cook. That's, like that's, that's an understatement, to say the <laughs> yeah, least. It is, yeah. he, he can throw down. So we're walking down St. George Street. Uh, you know, one of the oldest streets in the nation, and there's a lot of shops there. So we go into the shop where they sell these uh, spices and hot sauces. And he's like, hey, man, you got to get yourself one of these. And it's these Dottle Peppers. And Dottle Peppers Dottle? is Dottle, D-A-T-I-L. Okay. Yeah. And um, apparently they only grow them in that particular part of the country, in the St. Augustine area. So they got these hot sauces, these uh, seasonings. So he's like, you got to get yourself some of these. All right, so I bought one, right? And then that night he cooked with it, and I'm like, this is the best thing I have ever had. Seriously? It was yeah, oh, brother. It's so good that I went back the next day, got some more, used it all up, and I had to go back to St. Augustine this weekend just to replenish my stash. 
That's exactly what I did. Oh, man. He turned me on to that Adam's Rib Rub, or Adam's Rub, rather. It's amazing. They have a regular and a spicy kind. And it used to be made in Eastern Carolina. Then the company moved to Old California. And uh, it's actually cheaper to buy it on Amazon than what it is to buy it in in the grocery stores. Like, we, we would go to Lowe's. Um, not the home improvement place, Lowe's, the grocery store outside Raleigh and get this right. stuff. And it was like seven or $8 a bag. And, and you felt like it was a little expensive, but it was so worth it. And, and that's when, that's when I brought the Chevettas. He brought the, the Adams. We went to your place. We soaked chicken wings for a day and so then we good. put the rub on it and then we smoked them. Oh my gosh, it was to die for. So, uh, on the most recent trip before the, uh, Space Coast HR conference, when I was over at his place there, we, we wound up getting the case of uh this this stuff online it was like five dollars fifty cents or something per the case it was way cheaper than when we would go into lowe's to pick it up when we were in carolina um so good dude so good you know we should take all the amazing ingredients from our regions and just put them into one dish at one time you know what i mean i'll I'll make sure that yeah 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 so like i'll have the uh i'll have the chevettas i'll have the uh um, the the Weber's hot mustard on the side, and then uh, maybe some Franks at the ready, you know. And then, then what would you and the face have in this dish? Uh, so we would have. Well, actually, I would use this seasoning, and these they have dottled peppers mustard, which you can cut it with honey, and then you smoke some wings, put some of the seasoning seasoning on it, and then you go ahead and toss it in the dottled hot sauce. That'll uh, mustard and honey with a nice cold Michelob Ultra. I don't know if people make make fun of me about my choice of beer. It is amazing. A great. I'm actually doing that today for lunch. You so really, done, you really should the, switch up to like Bush Light or something. Keystone. What? <laughs> no, I'm okay. No, I'm dude, okay. I'm telling you, Tony Reed swears by Keystone Light. Our farming <laughs> friend. <laughs> That's okay. I'm good. I, I remember that from the service. And uh, no, it was okay. I I drank. We no. drank that out of necessity because we had no money. I think you get a thirty pack of Keystone for like twelve bucks. And I in today's it. day and age, where the price of gas is going through the roof, you might need that extra cash. Is all I'm saying. You know. I believe it. I am okay. Hey, speaking about things that are of of radical change, there's so much to get into today. There really is. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you by. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Inspirational quotes with the man, the myth, the legend, the multi-million dollar HR man extraordinaire, the most expensive and high-profile HR leader that you could ever employ or contract with, Ricky Bias. If you are a leader running a restaurant and you see your staff is running around like chickens with their head cuts off, put down your phone and help them. Inspirational Quotes with Ricky Bias. There's a reason I said that one. There's a reason. Yeah, what happened, man? I, bro, I got to tell you. Did you I, have I, a bad I, day at Chick-fil-A? No, I didn't. <laughs> Who has a bad day at Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I've, I've had a bad day at Chick-fil-A. Thomasville, Georgia, the line was around the block, around the block, and around the other block. 
That was a bad day. That was a two-hour Chick-fil-A wait. JC, the only bad day at Chick-fil-A is Sundays. That's it. That's oh, the only oh, bad day at Chick-fil-A. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, whatever. No, check this out. So we were in St. Augustine yesterday. So the, the last time we were there. St. Augustine right. yesterday. So the, the last time we were there, the place we were staying at, we drove by this place called Zarbez. And it's a grilled cheese bar. And uh, the face, Dave and I looked at it. Eh, we're not going to do it. But this time, like, you know what? I'm going to go in and check it out. So my wife, Kit, and I walk in. This place is awesome, JC. It's got the old retro look. It looks like the 1980s. It's still stuck there. You've got all these VHS tapes up on the wall. You go to the bathroom. There's a TV with Super Mario Brothers playing on it. All these weird things. It's awesome. The place only sells grilled cheese sandwiches, different types of grilled cheese sandwiches. Love it. it Oh, dude, it's it, it's such a cool vibe. And they have all these local craft beers on tap. So the place must have been, I don't know, 25% full. So I walk in, and I'm like, hey, let me get two grilled cheese, Philly grilled cheese, which is uh, grilled cheese sandwiches with Philly in- ingredients, a couple of beers, and uh, a hot dog and a drink for little guy. And the bartender says, sure, it'll be 40 minutes. Is that okay? And I look at her, and I'm like, 40 minutes? Uh, I look I was- around. I was kind of thinking 45. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I look at her, and I'm like, really? 40 minutes for grilled cheese? And she's like, yeah, I know. We're a little bit backed up. There's nobody in there, dude. And I'm like, you know what? It's cool. I love the vibe. You know, I could just sit here and just keep drinking beer. Right? Hey, no hang on. Hang on. Hang on. A little bit backed up, and it's a story about dairy. Go on. <laughs> no, so I you know, I, I place the order. I go sit back down at our table. 30 minutes go by, 40 minutes go by, Dude, an hour goes you by. You could have made the cheese from scratch no, no, during this time. <laughs> now, look, I'm not, I'm not crapping on these folks. The wait staff, the bartenders, they were hustling. They were doing the best that, that yeah. they could. But there was hardly anybody there, man. So I right. couldn't understand. Next thing you know, this group comes from the back. This guy is drunk and he's yelling, why does it take an hour to grill a hot dog? And he started yelling at the staff, right? This one guy at the bar gets up. He's drunk, too. So he's yelling back, leave the staff alone. They're doing the best that they can. They're uh, like three feet from each other, yelling as if they were 20 feet away, right? <laughs> I'm looking at this, and they start cursing at each other. I'm like, okay, that because I was minding my oh own my business. Oh, my gosh. You're, we're about to witness a true Florida man story in action at this time yeah. in St. Augustine, <laughs> Florida, over grilled cheese and lighter fluid. What I happened? Thought- so my kid is there. So I just yell Wait a back. Your kid? At the start of the story, you said it was your wife's kid. Your kid? No, it's, it's our kid. No, okay. I, I thought it was. I, and it wasn't yeah, no, I, I thought it was dependent on the way that he was acting for the day, right? Oh, that's no, my no. wife's kid today. No, he, he was cool. And then I just yell, "Hey, there are kids here!" So the one guy looks at me. He he leaves. The other guy looks at me. He looks kind of embarrassed. Is back at at the bar, right? And I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me go check where the heck is this grilled cheese. And I go up to the bar and I'm like, hey, look, I know you guys are really busy. I just want to check. <laughs> you're, stepping, <laughs> you're stepping into like a domestic violence incident at this point. Because, <laughs> dude, they were like really petrified because they thought they were about to throw down. And she's like, thank you for stepping. And I'm like, well, it's a place honestly, of employment. They need HR at this point. Well, yeah, well, well I mean, I was, 
I was already four beers deep, right? But <laughs> oh, that I, shit doesn't matter. You unbutton that shirt and you're like, dun, 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 super HR man. <laughs> so then she's like, thank you for stepping in. I'm like, no, I just wanted them to stop cussing because my kids here. Check on the food. Just want to see what's going on. Right? I got it. I got it. I, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I really don't care about the dramatic things that are happening in your world right now. I was just worried about my own child. <laughs> Millennial HR. <Sorry>. <laughs> Sorry, that's there it is. is. There it is. Millennial HR, just a, a business that focuses on what you think and feel. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So then, um, so she's like, "Look, it's on the grill. It'll be five more minutes. Can I get you another beer for free for waiting?" Now, this is my third free beer, <laughs> the third one, right? And I feel bad. I really feel bad. So I pull her aside. I'm like, "Hey, just, just look." It's, I don't mean to be all up on your business. Everybody that's complaining about the food being late, are you giving them free beer? It's like, yeah, I was just trying to help them out. Do me a huge favor. <laughs> don't comp the beer. <laughs> comp the food. Yeah. Why? Because they're going to get belligerent like you just saw right now, right? They're, they're, you guys are about to fight for over a hot dog. Yeah, they're, you're getting them hammered when they don't have food. <laughs> <laughs> and I you're expecting so this bad. to go smooth. <laughs> So then she's like, oh, I guess that's a good idea. Yeah, it is. It is. And I look, her name is Sarah. She did such a great job. She does that part time because she's a, a, a school teacher for the deaf and the blind. Right. Uh, so she, you know, she and I started talking. I'm like, look, dude, I, I, I get this is hard. Just is there a manager? I'm not going to complain. I just I just wanted to give her that feedback. Right. Just comp right. the food. Anyway, manager comes out. Actually, the food comes out before the manager comes out. Hang on a second. Hang on. I'm, I'm already picturing this in my mind. So the manager shows up and they're like, sir, I'm so sorry. We can't comp the food, but we'll cover all your drinks for the rest of the night, validate your parking, and pay for your hotel. But we can't comp that cheese sandwich. We, we can't comp the grilled cheese sandwich, right? <laughs> JC, when that, grilled che- when that grilled cheese sandwich came out, I told I told my wife about t- uh, twenty minutes earlier, bro. This this better be some life changing grilled cheese. Damn it, if it wasn't, okay, good. that has got to be the best grilled cheese that I have ever had in my life. It's worth it then. Oh my god, it was worth it. Sarbez, Saint Augustine. So anyway, manager comes out. He's like, hey, I'm told you got some feedback, so I told her about it. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, she's like, okay, thank you very much. But I could tell she, because I could see her, I'm like, I don't know if that was the manager. I thought she was an employee on break. I could see her in the back on her phone, right? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, um, I, again, I'm not complaining, but really an hour and 20 minutes for grilled cheese? Oh, we only have one cook there. Oh. Oh. Still have you, <laughs> did you did you put that on TikTok while you were on your phone? Like, I, uh, hmm. It still didn't make sense to me, right? But I'm like, look, tell the cook. I don't know why it took so long, but this is the best grilled cheese I have ever had. Please give him that compliment. What's his name? Tony. So I just yell, Tony, good job. And all I hear is, ah. (laughs) Tony can't even talk at this point. Tony's overworked, underpaid. He's he's making $17.50 an hour. Barely minimum wage, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, No, he's he's in back. He's, He's dying to sweat. No help. And the boss just stops by and just periodically tells him a joke, a dad joke that she read online. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, yeah, okay. I'm not a dad. So I ask her, look, are you guys sure staff? No, I mean, it, it, no, it's. No, they're about average height. They're about 5'2, <laughs> 5'6. 
So she just did the question. No, no, no. We should just have one cook in the back. I'm like, so you should staffed. Ricky, you got to be careful with the language. You can't go around no. asking if they're short staff. What if they she truly are like a very whatever. small human? It's her fault. She gave me three free beers. So whatever. All right. Fair but enough. But she wasn't understanding what I was asking. Right. And I'm like, are you guys hiring? No, no. We're not. I'm like, okay. I didn't understand the whole rationale. It doesn't take that long to make a grilled cheese. Anyway, the point of me telling the story is, uh, it kind of reminded me of what's happening over the country these days with all these open positions. Now, let's forget about the fact that she as a leader should have put her phone down, jumped on the freaking grill and help out Tony because he was in the back just drowning. I don't know why he was drowning, Dude, but he was drowning. We both staff, we both know only certain people will jump on that grenade. You do yeah. have to be a special certain person. Now, when when you hop into that managerial role, sometimes you feel that your best position is to sit back and help drive that workforce by leading from the rear, right? Uh, right? No. Yeah, no, uh, we're no. busy right now. Everyone get to work. <laughs> Go do that. Well, could we Flexible could we get your help real quick? <laughs> do you want to help us put the fire out? No, but go do that. <laughs> Correct. You lead from the back. When things are nice and calm, make sure people have all the tools they need to do their job efficiently and professionally. But if it's hitting the fan, you put your phone down, get involved, lead by example, hop in that grill, figure out how many how many grilled cheeses are on tap on the order, throw all the all the bread down, you know, and take a look at your bar staff. They were running left or right, taking taking all these orders and comping everything, JC. And they were open till two AM. I'm like, I feel oh bad. I like I'm like, I feel bad for you guys. If this keeps going, because I was there for two and a half hours at this point. Right, because you know, I was, I was, you know, enjoying the the yeah, view. Yeah, it's a nice place. But brother, it, it's it really started. To, it really started making you think about the leadership styles that that these restaurants are seeing these days, and they started thinking about all these open positions that nobody is 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 yeah. is. Rick, for. think about this though, too. I mean, so these organizations they build this culture, they build this environment intentionally, right? You could be like a rock star in any industry or world that you're in, and then you hit their leadership ranks or leadership training. They bring you up to speed on what their culture is, what their style is, what they expect, what they want from you. And for you to hit those marks, they want you to sit in the back and drive that way. You know, sometimes, depending if the organization's imposing that upon you, there's nothing wrong with bucking the system and being a good person and sticking to your values. If your values say, I'm going to lead from the front, if your values are, I'm going to pitch in when I need to help out, but they're trying to convince you the other way to uh, maybe not do that so that they could make a case. We need to build a case as to why we need to hire people. We need numbers so that we could justify to uh, through HR and everybody that we need to hire more people. So let's have a dramatic experience associated with this. It's not always the best solution. There's other ways to overcome that. There, there is, and that's why I keep yelling flexible leadership. Because regard, if you stick to one leadership style, then you're only going to be proficient and you're only going to lead your team to success if that one specific scenario that coincides with that style presents itself. But that's not what we see in real life. What we see in real life is sometimes it's A, sometimes it's B, sometimes it's C. And look, if, so, if you're open, what? Sometimes what? it's MG. You have to ask yourself, WWMG, what would Melinda Gates do? 
Like oh at the God. end of the day, <laughs> you might have to. Yeah, at the end of the day, you may have to make a choice. You might be in bed with a billionaire doing amazing things around the world. And then someday you're going to wake up and say, you know what? I can do better. And you're going to have to pull that plug. Be Melinda Gates. Be Melinda Gates. I have no idea where you're going with that. And I don't know where the hell that came from. But oh, why would you want to be Melinda Gates? It's current what? events right now. Sometimes you have to. Okay. So let's think about this strategically from the HR and the business leader perspective. Something happened. Something led to this point in time when the two of them maybe weren't getting along all hunky-dory. Not okay. every day is Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks. Maybe what? some days it's like, you know, Wawa coffee. That's fine. It's all good. You, you got to roll with the punches. No offense to Wawa. Your paninis are better than your coffee, though. Okay? No. Now, when you're... Work with me here. So you reach that point. You reach the breaking point. You've only done... You, you've done what you could do. You're planning for the future. You're not losing your values. You're standing true to your values, and you're a very strong, independent individual. And even though you are part of this billionaire asset team, and most of the world doesn't even know half the things that you own, it's okay. Maybe you do need to sever ties. Maybe you do need to branch out. Maybe you need to take half his shit and start over. It's okay. And if we're thinking about that from a business perspective, do you need to continually have to deal with bad culture, bad environments, bad this or that? Let me change it from the inside. Sometimes you have to be Melinda Gates and you have to cut ties and you need to start over. And maybe you start your own business in that process. Well, you're suing the employer through the EEOC for the violations of everything that they did to you through that period of time. Who knows? You know, stories are so rampant and crazy. I could keep going with fake scenarios, Rick. You're smiling, so what I'm but you're okay. Is, there it is. Come on. So, so what I'm hearing is is that if you're using the Melinda Gates scenario as an analogy, of what's happening at work? What I'm hearing is that if you're an employer who's sleeping with your boss and you're not happy with the culture, you should just report it to HR. Go ahead and break it off, and then create an even bigger issue. No, 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 no. I think you, you take half his shit. I think you break it off first, file to take half his shit, and then in that process, file with HR at the same time. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And Tanya, you know what? That That's very efficient. One of the right. qualities so she got. If you're a, sleeping with a billionaire at work, <laughs> let's uh, let's start with that qualifier. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot going on with the Bill and Melinda story, Rick. There really is. And it's Have crazy. Oh, my God. It's all it's all over the news. It's everything. It's everywhere. It's all Melinda. And here's Melinda the thing. She has she's been she's been a very strong independent voice for a very long time, but she's also estranged. She's she's been on her own, very independent for a very long time, too. You know, there's there's a lot that goes into relationships. Things change. It's understood. Look, she's on the market now. She's going to have if you think about all this land that Bill Gates now owns, it's not Bill's land. All this farmland, all Bill Gates owns all the farmland. No, guess what? Melinda's probably, it's probably her land. Yeah, and it's going to be amazing. It'll be beautiful farmland. It won't be all this, all this craziness. I, I don't know. She's got good things going for her, Rick. There's good things going there. Um, Bill's crazy to let a woman like her go. You know, he, he, he clearly screwed up the relationship, you know. We don't know what's going on behind the oh, scenes, Oh, yeah. Man. No, it's horrible. Treated her terribly. 
We don't know if he's the crazy one or she's the crazy you know one what? or the equally crazy. We don't you know, know that. We know how to fix this. Melinda, when you hear this, please give us a call. Call Ricky. Let's book this interview. Let's get this going. And uh, let's have you on the show to talk about this seriously. Because from a leadership perspective, you have a lot more to offer the world than Bill right now. And we would love to talk with you one of these days. Right, Rick? Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see her listening to this right now in, her, in one of her five G5 jets. Telling the jet to turn out, turn around. We're not going to Monaco. Go, go to Orlando. Land at the Orlando International Airport. Let's talk to Ricky and JC with the HR Talk podcast. Better yet, send the other G5 jet. Pick them up. Have them meet me in Monaco. And I'm gonna have to get my, over my fear of eating snails because uh, I don't do that. But um, yeah, I guess that's exactly what's gonna happen. She's it's gonna listening. happen. It'll happen. Yeah. It is. It is. I get it. Dude, what's with everyone crushing the hybrid workplace and with everyone driving and striving to get back into the office right now? What's what's going on there? I I, I don't get it. I got four clients right now wanting me to work on their policies to bring people back in. Now, I'm not bashing on the clients, obviously, but I'm trying to explain and, and to kind of let them know, let them know what is happening with the workforce right now. If your productivity shot up, Whenever you had your workforce at home, I mean, at home, then let's capitalize on that. Yeah. So let's work policies. So my question to them is, what is your biggest concern? And you know what, JC, I was I was really happy to what hear. What are they saying? What, so what, what seems to be on the ground floor there? So, well, let me tell you what I was happy to not hear. Not one said, I don't trust them. And that's what I was expecting. That's what I, and by the way, they know I'm talking about this today. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's it's n- none of them said that, but they really wanted to be. They miss the camaraderie. They miss be having to be able their team there. They could just pop in because JC, you know this. Sometimes you can go into the office and you don't work the full eight hours a day. I don't work the full eight hours. So every now and then, there's cool water to talk. So you want to so go? What about striving for a different environment where maybe you get together like once a week or something, or um, maybe not once a week, maybe once a month? You have your strategically planned fun day, and you guys get together, go to Disney, and you fry some chicken, or you do whatever you want. You know, I like that kind of stuff personally. You know, I mean, give that, you <laughs> give that to me once a month. You know, I don't need it every day. I don't need to commute every day. I don't need to stay in traffic every day. I don't need to. When, when you reap the rewards of the technology that's at your hand, why do you need to head back down that path? Is it 1952 all over again? Well, well, here's what I found. What I found is got, at least the people I'm talking to, it has less to do with them not trusting the They're associates. Lonely. Yeah, they're, well, they're lonely. Yeah, they're lonely. They, they, kind of. They're lonely. They, they're just creating that camaraderie with the team. When the potlucks, all these things, and, and they believe that really works. And when I'm working with them, is that hybrid that you was talking about? Let's put a policy together that let's use the tools that were proven to be effective and efficient in these past nine, ten months. Boston. And let's capitalize on it. Boston Globe put out an article this past week. It's right at the top of the list of uh, some of the current event stuff. If you do want to pull it up, feel free. I'm not going to cite from it. In quick summary here, they're basically saying the hybrid model needs to go away. And they they had quotes and extrapolation from many different employers talking about how they're they're trying to get rid of the hybrid model altogether. It may have been more of an opinion piece. I'm I'm not sure, uh, but it's titled The Hybrid Workplace Probably Won't Last. The Boston Globe, having some people work from home while their teammates are in the office, runs counter to much of what makes an organization tick. You know what else has ticks? 
Tourette's. Right. Tourette's has ticks, and you learn to live with them. You deal with them. They make you. <laughs> they make you stronger. They make you special. Ticks are good. And and even though your organization might not be ticking like it used to, you could still come up with ways to make it tick in a new modernized workforce. Let's think about the future when every single pipeline gets shut down. And you can't go anywhere anyways, and you're back to walking. Well, now, yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to remain flexible and say, look, this is the one day we need to get together and eat the uh, taco dip you made with golden retriever hair. But, yeah, I'm sorry. There's no gas today. Stay home. You know, I mean, at some point you got to draw a line, right? You do. Uh, it, it's it's a matter of communicating what you need as a leader, because if you don't communicate that, if you assume this is what associates want, remember, you're looking at it as a leader from your perspective, from your point of view. You really have to ask your employees their input because some employees thrive working from home. Other <sighs> employees thrive working from the office. Why well, don't you give them flexibility and support everybody can meet? You do. Yeah. But, but no, I just, I, said, I was trying to use the words you do in a uh, emotional manner. Like you just did. You kill me with that. You and your yeah, emotions. Yeah. yeah you do. You do. <laughs> yeah, maybe Florida, Florida, things are getting crazy down in Florida. Florida officials order workers to get the COVID-19 vaccine or risk being fired. A Florida tax collector ordered the employees to get the, uh, coronavirus, uh, Experimental vaccine or risk being fired. The tax collector, Ann Gannon, told 315 employees that she came to the decision after doing research on the Internet and concluding that she could <laughs> legally do it, that they all must do it or be fired. <laughs> you know, JC, I did some research on the Internet, and that's how I found out how Anakin Skywalker was born. So that's from the same place where she got <laughs> all those things from the web. They are asking for trouble. They're asking for trouble. If you require associates, now again, this is a general or it's it's a general employment, not talking a safety, health safety sensitive organization like a hospital or a doctor's office. This is a tax office. <laughs> Something that can be done from home, by the way. Right. right? They're asking for trouble. And I do know there is a private school in South Florida um, that's looking to do the same thing. And, and all I'm saying is, we, we talked about this last Sunday, organizations need to be careful with that because they don't want to be the, the organization that gets made an example of. So I would say give them the flexibility to work from home, give them the flexibility to work from the office, and don't require any COVID requirements. And I guarantee your employees are going to love their new environment. I, I guarantee it. Some people really do not appreciate or like when I say it's an experimental vaccine. Let's just talk blunt, honest facts for a second here. Right. It is. We are okay. currently under a clinical trial. The Moderna clinical trial wraps up January 2022. The Pfizer okay. clinical trial wraps up, I believe it's January of 2023. It was emergency use authorization. If you choose to get it, awesome. If you choose not to get it, I don't care. Go ahead. If you want to marry someone of the same sex, grow marijuana in your house and protect it with a machine gun, I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> you know, yeah, like I personally so. don't care what you do with yourself at the end of the day. You know, seeing tweets go out, seeing words go out and things go around and stories like this where it's wear your mask or you'll kill grandma. Well, thank you, Governor Cuomo. Uh, we will continue to wear the mask, even though the CDC said we don't have to. And I will continue to live in fear that my grandmother will die because of me. 
And oh by the way, God. thank you for putting COVID patients in the nursing homes with my grandmother in an attempt to kill her, you prick. So <laughs> this is like, you know, no, that's a real story. That's still under no, investigation no, I know, I know. in New York State right now. So, like, at the end of the day, when we think about this, the, everything I just said is vastly crazy. It's crazy. People hear this. They're like, that's kind of crazy. Well, guess what? That's kind of reality right now. We're living this right now. So from the employer perspective, how can you root yourself and ground yourself in something that is is solid, is firm, provides equal and fair opportunity, and protection at the same time? I got it. Cancel the hybrid model. Everyone come in. Let's have golden retriever salsa dip and get your vaccine or you're fired. Golden retriever salsa dip. Oh, you, you, and I, you and I both know when people make food at home, it's got their dog's hair in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we know this, right? Oh, uh, okay. I made the best yeah. salsa that is golden retriever salsa dip. Who made it? Who made it? Sandy shit. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not but, but like, seriously, all jokes aside, everything that I just wrapped up with, I mean, this here is a summary of, like, what's being talked about in some of these news articles, getting rid of the hybrid model, forcing employees to get COVID vaccines, et cetera. It seems a little bit far, in my opinion. Well, that's what you're experiencing. Now, come come to Florida. This where, is Florida. This tax assessor is Florida. No, no, it is. It is. But I'm talking from the governor's perspective, right? Because in Florida, the governor says... You don't need it. He is going to lift any any ordinance that says you need to have a mask, right? And what? And I'm not going to lie. I appreciate that. I really do because it really. I want it to be my choice if I wanted to wear one or not out in the public. You're, out in. The- so you're saying your body, your choice. I'm saying my health, my choice. Got it. That's what I'm. Right. Got it. So when I have. Uh, a, a mask because I do wear it because I know some people are a little bit crazy out there. I'm vaccinated and I still do wear it outside just in case. Do you, I'm do not you, gonna is lie. it just a nose mask? Have you seen those? No, I, I no. They're like a bikini a- for the nose. Oh my god! Yeah, like in New York City. I, yeah, New York City. People were wearing those so they could go to restaurants to eat. So they would have triple mask. Okay, they would have the nose mask, then they'd have the the medical mask, and then they'd have a cloth mask. And then they would take off the cloth mask to then take off the medical mask to then have the nose mask so that they could drink food. If you're that paranoid, just stay home. I mean, seriously, if you, if you have to look like Neil Armstrong landing on the moon, walking down Main Street, then stay home if that's the case, right? No, but in Florida, those mandates were lifted. And what did they do? That opened up the floodgates because I've seen it all over Twitter, at least here, everybody here who are complaining about the state of Florida, that all the anti-maskers are now saying, I'm not going to wear it, thank God, finally. And I had to remind people, wait a minute, the governor is only in charge of the ordinances, right? So he so he lifted them. If you walk into a business and they still require it, you have, still have to abide by those business rules. So just how you can walk into a 7-Eleven, you need shirts and shoes, you have to abide by that, and they have no problem with it, then why would you have a problem with a mask? So that's the thing down here in Florida, which I appreciate. Businesses should do it. Disney, later on this month, is going to take away the requirement for a mask. SeaWorld is going to leave it only uh, the uh, mask-free area. is only for people who are vaccinated. JC, guess how they're checking on the honor system. Hey, have you been vaccinated? Yeah. So what's going to happen is in SeaWorld, 
if you take a tally of everybody in Seaworth who's quote unquote vaccinated, sure. you would a hundred percent of the 100%. people are vaccinated. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Which is not nearly it's close to being uh, true. Is it it's like a first date? Do you have a venereal disease? No. Well <laughs> next thing you know, you got the twelve year oh. itch, you know. There you go. Oh, right. or uh up in Massachusetts, Ricky Baez. Okay. UMass Amherst. I used to live in the shadow of their stadium. Beautiful place out there. UMass Amherst. They officially suspended three students for taking a photo, not wearing masks, at an off-campus party. They banned them from virtual learning. They kicked them out of the dormitories. They gave them no time to evacuate. Just enough time to get their stuff and leave. They didn't even know whether or not the students were going somewhere. This is in your current events list as well. Story titled, uh, this one came from the dailymail.co.uk. UMass Amherst suspends three students over maskless photo at off-campus party, banning them from virtual learning and taking their final exams. They kept all the money that they paid for the semester. They kicked them out. They lost their credits. They were essentially homeless with all their belongings on the street, had nowhere to go that day. They, they literally had hours to get out all because they took a picture off campus without a mask. In other news, later that week, CDC said you don't need masks, and that's fine. <laughs> Class action lawsuit is currently pending against Good. UMass Amherst uh, for actions taken by the school against these students. Back to you. So, so hold on. So why do they care if these students are e-learning? Why do they care? And do, do they know that that was taken in the vicinity where they think that those mandates are still in effect? What if they were in Florida at a house party where there's no orange necessary? So that means they are they are holding them accountable for them as a person, regardless where they are. That's scary. That is so scary. three female freshmen were attending an off campus party when they snapped a maskless photo that went up on Instagram. It's not clear when the party took place or where the party took place. The one student has a clover on her shirt and many students are wearing green, suggesting they could date back to St. Patrick's Day in an attempt to continue to be racist on the school's behalf. A party <laughs> known as Blarney Blowout, air quotes there, is typically thrown at the school during the time of March, and the three students have since been suspended from UMass Amherst, which may only be the beginning of their disciplinary problems at the school. Uh, the party happened in March. It's not exactly clear when and where. School administrators received the photo from an unknown source, either someone in the community or another student. The three students were immediately suspended from UMass Amherst. The students have been studying remotely since their suspension was issued, but they were all banned from even virtual learning last week. And they are also not allowed to take their finals or apply for housing next year, putting their academic futures into questions. And the families of these suspended students are are moving forward or planning, rather, with a class action lawsuit. Absolutely. See, this is this is what those businesses that require those masks or no, excuse me, those those vaccinations. This is what they have to look forward to. There will be a lawsuit, and they're going to be made an example of. I see no reason why they should be so heavy-handed with it. I mean, no more e-learning. They're going to keep their tuition. They shouldn't have to do that. And you can't. they can't take their final exam. I mean, who's going to want to go there now? You know what? I hope this blows up. I really hope this blows up, and their attendance or admissions just absolutely drops if they're going to go that route. 
because that is let people if people use common sense and i i know that term has to be calibrated from from area to area but if 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 people are just reasonable we can address this in a reasonable manner where we can be flexible and people can still live their lives and not have their educational future in jeopardy. It makes no sense. So thinking about everything that's going on with the CDC, taking your example that's on the table right now, let's step back into New York State. One real quick hot minute right here. Feel free to reference from J.D. Supra's most recent article, New York State Enacts Hero Act, What Employers Need to Know, written by uh, Evandro Gigante, Ariel Kobetz, and Harris Muffson. What? A Prasuka Rose LLP. But uh, effective June 4th of 2021, Ricky Baez, the HERO Act will mandate that all employers in New York State implement certain safety standards and adopt prevention plans to protect against further spread of COVID-19 and other airborne infectious diseases in the workplace. In addition, effective November 1st of 2021, the act requires employers with at least 10 employees to permit the creation of a joint employer-employee workplace health and safety committee. A summary of the requirements are as follows. Mandatory employee health screenings. Mandatory face coverings. Required PPE that must be maintained in sanitary and reliable condition at the employer's expense. Accessible workplace hand hygiene stations and maintaining healthy hand hygiene, including providing adequate break times for employees to wash their hands. Regular cleaning and disinfecting of shared equipment and frequently touched surfaces. Effective social distancing for employee consumers and customers. Compliance with mandatory or precautionary orders of isolation or quarantine that have been issued to employees. Compliance with applicable engineering controls such as proper airflow, exhaust ventilation, and other special design requirements. Designation of one or more supervisory employees to enforce compliance with the plan and any other federal, state, or local guidance related to avoidance of spreading an airborne infectious disease, not COVID-19, an airborne infectious disease, as applicable to employees and third parties, for example, customers, contractors, members of the public within the workplace. Compliance with any applicable laws, rules, regulations, standards, or guidance on notification to employees and relevant state and local agencies of potential exposure to airborne infectious diseases in the work site. And verbal review of infectious disease standard employer policies and employee rights. This goes on and on. It goes deeper into, and I'm just real quick summary for you. It outlines what the Airborne Infectious Disease Exposure Prevention Plan must be, the anti-discrimination and anti-retaliation provisions of the law, penalties for non-compliance, penalties. You t- Before we go too much farther, I'll, I'll summarize a couple more things, but I want to circle back to the penalties. You're going to love them. Workplace Safety Committee rules and guidance. Um, this HEROES Act was passed in the middle of the night. It was rammed through in New York State, and it is now the law of the empire. Back to you. <laughs> that, that is such a waste of time and a waste of resources. It's the JC. law. It's no, New no, York. JC, there's a law right now that every organization, every state has to follow to keep employees safe. It's called OSHA. Yeah. OSHA. If if the OSHA says OSHA says that overall you have to provide a safe work environment, that's it. 
So let the each individual business decide how they implement those rules, yeah, how but, they implement those procedures. But if OSHA is going to fine you, the state's not getting a dime. So let's put in the HERO Act at the same time so we can fine you. So I'll fine them $50 a day for failure to implement a compliant prevention plan or between $1,000 and $10,000 for failure to abide by an adopted prevention plan. If it's determined by New York State that an employer previously violated the act in the preceding six years, a fine of $200 per day for failure to implement a complement a compliant prevention plan or between $1,000 and $20,000 for failure to abide by an adopted prevention plan. Now, employees may bring civil action against the employer and seek in, uh, injunctive relief costs, attorney fees, and liquidated damages unless the employer proves a good faith basis to believe that the established health and safety measures were in compliance with the applicable airborne infectious disease standard. Boy, employers are going to have a hell of a time come allergy season. And then also lastly here, last bullet point, note that if any action is brought by an employee and a court finds that such action is completely without merit in law, and undertaken primarily to harass or maliciously injure another, the employer may seek sanctions against the employee who brought the action to court as well. So if you feel discriminated against, make sure you follow up against uh, uh, your employer via the HEROES Act to cover yourself. But if you're found wrong or misconstrued or not good faith, you will then be penalized and, and there will be sanctions placed on you. Is there a fine print? Is there a fine print that says all proceeds from the Hero Act go to Dude. the new Yankee Stadium in the Bronx? No? You know, I I have no idea. <laughs> I I didn't even get through the entire bill. It's it's too much. And then so this comes out with these hard deadlines, with these hard stops, with with life changing radical new things that they can find and penalize you for. And then the CDC comes out a couple days like, eh, just let the mask go. You're good. See ya. <laughs> well, I mean. Look, if people are getting vaccinated, I know they're I know they're pushing that, right? Uh, it, it's I I get what the CDC is trying to do. Let's let's throw something out there to show there's some kind of ROI for you to go get these vaccinations. Now, I remember about what five two months ago, you and I were talking about vaccinations, and I was a little bit worried about it. But then I started thinking, you know how much crap we took in the Marine Corps, and how much injections we took with the anthrax shots that nobody knew what it was, and I'm okay. It's what's one more. Plus, I eat a lot of barbecue, so it's okay. My body has been through a lot. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that it's it's people are starting to feel safe. I don't know how the news is up there. The past two or three days here locally, I see story after story of businesses open up. The economy is blaring again. All these all these uh, businesses that we just completely went down last year are starting to open up. This is a sense of excitement in the air. Uh, people are still hurting. They are, but businesses are thriving, and that's because there's less regulation here in Florida, which I can appreciate, and letting businesses do their thing and competition, that's what's going to help everybody here. As of right now in New York State, uh, the mandate to continue to wear masks remains in effect. Uh, kids at sporting events um, still wearing them. Uh, the uh, the state is still pushing for employers to keep sanctions in place. The, the quote from the governor is, the way f- the way the federal quote the way the federal government has handled the vaccine there are now serious questions about whether or not the vaccine has become politicized End quote. <laughs> it's questions <laughs> oh lord All right, is so, there anything in there about the earth being flat no yeah no i i have no idea but like as of right now 
Um, welcome to New York, baby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the journey continues. That's all I got on that crap. Hey, um, <laughs> go ahead, and then I I've got a couple questions for you. That one got me. Go ahead, man. It was I was just gonna just jump on it. No, go ahead, bro. You good? Um, you if you could, please. I know that you've got some ticky talkies that uh, kind of went back and forth in our current events stuff here through the span of the week. If you want to get those pulled up real quick for me, doesn't matter which ones, whatever no, you're no, no. feeling that you like. Format or the old format of sharing information? Uh, the new one. The new one there. Yeah. That's going to be hard. Oh, okay. Got it. I understand. You know, we've, we've got this backbone, this infrastructure, ladies and gentlemen, that helps us communicate come show day. And... Um, we did this big transition to move our communication path from communication path A over to communication path B to make sure that we could grab things on the fly. But the sad part is, is that we didn't fully test everything out before the show today. So communication path B is up and running, but we may not have the links readily available. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Which TikTok you're talking about? Yeah, we Which, ain't even uh, got to head down that path. But there was, oh, look, the, the one, the was funny, dude. Uh, fighting the burnout, you know, with uh, job doctor Tessa. Uh, the sexual harassment one as well. You've got a couple gems that are in there. Even Daniel Bennett on TikTok, um, he was he's looking out for his future. You know, you've got some gems that were discovered this week. Some amazing stuff. If if you want to head down that path, I'm ready. If you are, okay. Yeah, I gotta find. You know, go ahead. I still gotta find it to see which one we get to throw on there. Yeah, I I gotta love this planning. I gotta love this testing that we did. <laughs> <laughs> right before but you know what is while we're on the topic and, and while you're getting some of that ready and set up right here nbcmiami.com uh, speaking about the workplace and corona and everything look this is the main topic from the the good majority of the program today um on the back half of it at least but there's been a lot going on this week we need to specifically take a look at south florida this is not our florida man segment just yet but um under covid19 written by monica galarza this was published on uh Back on April 27th, but still kind of relevant, in a 7-Eleven in Miami Beach, uh, the the quote was, uh, do you want me to cough on you since I got COVID, right? So a confrontation broke out in Miami at a 7-Eleven. A man walked into the store without a face covering, and when he was asked by the clerk to put one on, he ultimately refused the request and started screaming. The victim was another customer who was observing the verbal altercation and intervened as things began to escalate. Kind of like Ricky did uh, when it came to, you know, cheese sandwiches. So <laughs> the, the victim began recording the suspect with his cell phone and asked him to comply with the store's mask policy. Quote, you want me to cough on you since I got the COVIDs, right? The suspect said he uh, said as he began to cough on the man recording the video, the confrontation then began to escalate even further and after buying several items the suspect began walking out of the store and pushed the victim out of the way causing him to lose control of his cell phone and ultimately drop it after the victim confronted him outside the store the suspect got in his car and fled the scene we all just gotta sit back and think about what we're doing before we do it said the man who recorded the incident police are still at this day searching for the suspect he could face battery charges out of miami florida that's what we got there. Hey, um, when Ricky's ready, it is ultimately that time. Ladies no, and gentlemen, every now and then, you spend a little extra time online. You find yourself alone in 
forsaken, heartbroken over the day. But you want to pull your life together, so what do you do? You spend time on TikTok. You find amazing videos. You share them with your friends. You don't even talk about them. You just share a link and an icon, an emoji, expressing your understanding of the humor and and depth that went into that, the sharing and that moment of magic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our TikTok segment. All right, so this one is from Attorney Ryan over on TikTok. Check this out. Okay, that's a scary email, but we can still save her job, and here's how we do it. Before you ask, no, it's not the First Amendment. Because even though the First Amendment protects your right to free speech, that generally does not apply to private employers, which means they can fire you if they don't like your social media posts. But under the National Labor Relations Act, you do have a right to share information about pay, benefits, and work conditions with your coworkers. This is called concerted activity, and it protects your right to use TikTok and other social media to address work-related issues. Now, this does not protect you if you are simply bashing your employer. They can still fire you for that. Rather, this law protects you if you are sharing information for the purpose of improving work conditions in some way, such as seeking help forming a union or to organize a group complaint and bring it to management's attention. All right. So a little backstory on that. At at the first five seconds of the video, it's a picture of somebody at her desk and an email coming in from HR saying, hey, I saw your TikTok video. I saw what you put online. Come to the HR office. We need to discuss. And that's when he jumped in. And this is this is great these days because it's there's a lot of people out there who are making a name for themselves on TikTok. Namely, that one kid who worked at Disney and has millions of followers, but he was grabbing, he was videotaping himself drinking water from the fountains either in Disney, Universal, or SeaWorld to see how the water tastes. But he, ide- I know he's an idiot, right? <laughs> so he identified himself as a Disney employee because he did that. Disney says, you're fired. Wow. You're fired. And every right to do that. Because he's but, then representing himself as an agent of the organization rather exactly. than an entity unto himself. So what attorney Ladies Dan and is gentlemen, talking- if you're out there <laughs> thinking that you want to represent yourself like that, just say you work for HR Talk. We got you. So what attorney Ryan is saying is that Disney can't do that. Disney can't do that. However, if this if this kid or in this in this video, if you are doing a TikTok about your benefits, how you don't like your benefits or uh, your working uh, conditions at work, if things are just really bad, that is protected concerted activity under the National Labor Relations Act. So water could be construed or viewed rather as a benefit. No. Well, you, uh-huh. it's an implied benefit, right? Right. I mean, could, could you imagine your total compensation? You're going to get money, you're going to get health care, and you're going to get water. Yes, I can, actually. I mean, when that was reassured <laughs> to us, when we were working in the desert, it was greatly appreciated, you know? That was the Marine Corps 28 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> but right. Hey, uh, when you're ready, um, our TikTok segment will continue with our next clip. Go ahead, Ricky. Here we go. It's, it's loading. Oh, you're killing me. I would have kept padding time saying, 
fantastical <laughs> things. Still loading, I understand. Modern technology. I met with HR today. Uh, it was my first time meeting with them, so I was like a little nervous. Um, and I got there, and the lady was like, "We're gonna set up your 401k." And I said, "I'm not a huge runner, um, but like I'm a team player. So if the company does it, I'll do it." Um, and she said, "We match up to seven percent." And I said, "Oh, cool. So like an IPA." Um, and she said, "No, we're planning for your future." Um, and like the company's so cool. Like I'm glad someone's doing that for me. Um, anyway, I'm on my way to a run um, because I can't come in last during this 401k. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He sounds so credible, right? He sounds so credible. And he took everything completely wrong. I love it. That is uh, DX, DX Neil Bennett over on TikTok. He's freaking hilarious. There's another one, right? Hold on. I'm going to bring that. Our journey down the path of TikTok continues. Ricky, whenever you have it, just go ahead and hit play. We'll just pad with a little bit of blonker in the background. There you go. Happening. Not everybody gets to leave their job because they're burned out, but there are five things you can do to help. Get a 15-minute walk every single day. I don't care what it takes. Use all of your PTO, not part, all, and try one long weekend a month, something to look forward to. Use others where you can, and I'm not kidding about this. You can hire people to do proposals, presentations, things that are time sucks for you. Turn off your phone, turn off your computer, and when you get home at night, do not watch the television. You need your mind to quiet down. I don't care if you read a book, listen to music, go on a walk, but turn everything off. Take 15 minutes of your heads down work day, replace it with human connection. That means call an old friend, say thank you to a colleague, walk around. Aw, that's uh, that's the job doctor on the Tiki Taki, isn't it, Rick? It is. That is the job doctor. She spelled resources wrong, but it's okay. I get it. I spell things wrong all the time. It's hey. all right. I'm sure it was. Uh, you know, it was. Uh, it's, uh, it's actually. Container. It's actually super all good because anyone that's intrigued, go ahead, get the next, another clip ready here when you're going. It's it's super all good because anyone who's actually from HR look at a branch out and and get into that uh, ticky tacky space to share some good advisements. It's always a great time. Next one's ready when you are, Rick. Go for it. AI has a goal. Humanity just happens to be in the way. It will destroy humanity as a matter of course without even thinking about it. No hard feelings. It's just like if we're building a road and an anthill happens to be in the way, we don't hate ants. We're just building a road. And so goodbye anthill. <laughs> AI has a goal and humanity... AI has a goal and humanity... Hang on, play that one more time. That was very short. AI has a goal... And humanity is in the way? Elon? Yes. What? And humanity just happens to be in the way. It will destroy humanity as a matter of course without even thinking about it. No hard feelings. It's just like if we're building a road and an anthill happens to be in the way, we don't hate ants. We're just building a road. And so goodbye anthill. Wow. Elon Musk dropping some knowledge. The future of AI. Did he really say that? I mean, he's saying humanity. I don't know. It's a video on the internet. It's got his face and voice. <laughs> I don't know. All, I hate, I hate ants. I'm sorry. I don't say, oh, poor ants. I'm gonna be somewhere else. If I have an anthill in the back, I kill them. I go to Home Depot. I buy the uh, the uh, the thing you buy. You put water on it. Goodbye, ants. But has he never watched the Terminator? <laughs> has he ever watched all these movies where AI is a really bad idea? Okay, Elon, fine. Sure, whatever you say. Look, 
I'm an Elon fan. Don't get me wrong, because I love the way he thinks. It, it, he's really out there. His his thoughts and views on leadership. You and I talked about this a few years ago about how he um, took away the whole hierarchy of an employee trying to share an idea. They don't have to go through the the regular chain of command. They can go directly to the source. But uh, so, I don't know if he said that for real. But okay, I'll believe it because it's on TikTok. That is <laughs> All right. What's, up, what's our next one in line that we have to believe from TikTok there? Have to believe it. It's coming up right now. This is from Karachi. Okay. Karachi. Come on, play. Here we go. Here we go. White folks like this, or if it's just racism rearing its head again, I can't tell you the answer to that. But I will play this clip for you. And it's a clip the mainstream media appears to be suppressing. Maybe because it sounds about as racist as it gets from Joe Biden. This country is doomed. It is doomed, not just because of African Americans, but because by 2040, this country is going to be minority white European. Can we, minority white European. Can we stop? <laughs> he said that? Uh, well, I don't know if we meant to play that clip. Um, that's, that's the one you put up there, bro. Wow. Yeah. That's just, the one you put that's up there. Pretty racist. I don't want to hear anymore. That's messed up. Well, play the next one. That that was terrible. Oh my God. Did you not put that there? He I maybe I don't know. Wow. <laughs> we are doomed because Okay. <laughs> what threat do you belong to where you play that and you move that over here by mistake? Wow. Yeah, that came from our current <laughs> events news clip there. Maybe it came from the intern. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. That's a that's a crazy clip. It was clip. definitely because of me. Hey, there it he is. It was me. I snuck it in there. Intern Dave. I snuck it in there. Dave is here? Intern what? Dave, welcome to the program. How you doing today, brother man? Thanks, Jim. Just wanted to dial in and, you know, get... Uh, Get some ticky-tacky uh, clips going for everybody. Mm, I love I it. Mine, I, I didn't think the Biden one uh, was actually going to sneak in there, but hey. Hey. All right. You actually brought a, a great story to the table that I wanted to make sure that we mentioned and brought up, and it's about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Coach John Cooper, he did start uh, three black forwards for a regular season finale and what was a pretty cool moment. This came from ESPN News out of Sunrise, Florida. Uh, Dan Walcott was already excited to be the first uh, to be in his first NHL game, he got even more excited when he got to see how his debut would happen. You pass this story forward. It's a good one. Tell us a little bit about it, Dave. Yeah, so um, for for anyone that uh, really likes hockey, or I guess really anybody that doesn't uh, like hockey all that much, um, there's definitely uh, a, lot, a lot less African-American uh, NHL players than let's just say some of the other uh, major sports out there. Um, so to have three African-American uh, hockey players probably on the same team is, is, is uh, you know, a huge deal. But to have three African-American hockey players in the NHL on the same team start the game on the same line, the same off- offensive line, is, is I don't think it's ever been done. And so that's what happened for his first game. See, that's awesome. So what I would want to know is how many African-American players actually try out. Because I would see an issue if a bunch try out and then nobody makes it. But if these three tried out and they actually came on board, 
that is awesome, especially, you're right, for a game that's predominantly not black. Uh, it, it, so that is awesome that, that, that those tides are changing, and there's a lot more interest in different cultures to play that game. Now, that was, that was actually a season finale, right? Like, uh, Tampa Bay is heading to the playoffs right now, aren't they? Again. Yeah, the playoffs uh, for them start uh, in just about seven hours, seven and a half hours. So uh, it was either their last game or the second to last game. Are but, you going? Uh, it was not one of those games that nothing was on the line. Um, they needed to win uh, one of those two games to uh, clinch home home ice advantage the first round. But so, are are uh, you driving to the arena? Like a throwaway game. Are you driving to the arena right now? Is that why you're in the car? I would love to be uh, driving to the arena right now, but I am actually headed to Tennessee. Oh, I'm jealous, man. Where are you going? We're in Tennessee. I'm going to I'm going to pick you up some more moonshine. <laughs> That's my boy. That's my boy. That's what I'm talking about. See, I really think it'd be cool if the three of us got together, uh, met up at his place in Tennessee, did some hiking. Yeah. But I kind of have a feeling like he would just take us in the woods and leave us. Like. <laughs> Like, he might just take us out there and be like, hey, I'll be right back. And then we're like 17 miles deep down a ravine and we're just stuck there, you know. So so for everybody listening to the show right now, if in a couple of weeks the show airs and it's just intern Dave, who's no longer the intern. Yeah, and you it's know the what happened. Show, you know exactly what happened. We're in the woods. <laughs> hey, Ricky, you've got uh, you got one more clip out of the series of clips there. It's the, uh, I believe it was a postal worker clip that you had sourced. And uh, when you're ready with that, our TikTok segment will continue. Go right ahead. Thing that's coming. There you go. Ported me smoking in the truck. I'm gonna do it again. Cigarette. I'm gonna do it again. Here we go. Call from my manager today, saying that someone reported me smoking in the truck. I don't smoke cigarettes, so I don't know what they were talking about. But they got my truck number and everything, and they told on me. And then it dawned on me. These are little turkey sausage links. And at some point, I was pretending <laughs> that I was smoking my turkey sausage link. You know, like how a eight-year-old does it. So uh, I'm just going to tell him I was smoking in the truck. <laughs> I love it. That is grumpy mailman on TikTok. So, so you... He, guys, you don't see the visual. He actually has a turkey sausage, and and he was actually using it like if he was smoking, just joking around. But he'd rather get written up <laughs> to let his manager believe that he was smoking than to tell him he was actually making believe that he was smoking with a quote-unquote toy cigarette. Love it. That is hilarious. What a mess. You want to know what's messed up, though? Tell that me. regular ordinary, ordinary citizens feel the need to call the guys, let's say he was smoking, right? Let's say he was smoking. Is it, is it bothering him? It's not bothering him. Why are you going to take the time? Because they have the sign on the back of the truck that says, how's my driving? And they have a phone number there, I think, right? And it goes right to the, yeah, it goes right to the postman hotline. What does that got to do with with him smoking? Leave that. I mean, I'm not advocating smoking, but people need to mind their business these days, man. They really do. What if he would have lost his job, Ooh. right? Just for something stupid. Right? Come on, man. Leave people alone. I mean, hey, Dave, um, right? I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd like to advocate for something here real quick on the program. I'd like to forego our Florida Man segment and transition immediately into a, a brand new segment, a brand new piece here. Okay? Uh, stay with me for one second. This is going to make sense. Here we go. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, please welcome 
your emotions, your fears, and your heart to what we call Time with Dave. Dave the Intern. Dave the Intern on HR Talk. Time with Dave. Wrapping up the show here. Unlimited time with Dave. Go ahead. Take yourself off mute, man. This is just a conversation. Yeah, Dave. Ricky had a question for you. Shoot, Rick. I did? Yeah, you asked him about the postman or whatever. Well, no, I I was going to ask him, you know, what, what, how he feels about that notion with people now minding their own business, but since we're foregoing the Florida man story, I thought it was, it was going to be replaced by a Florida man mapping out his trip to Tennessee outside of Florida. So, Dave, how long are you going to be in Tennessee for? Yeah, man. Yeah, so I can hear everything you guys are uh, saying. I'm, I'm in this safe driving mode thing that uh, Zoom has. It's actually kind of cool. Um, so I'm not sure if it's showing that I'm muted. Uh, or not, but there's just a small button I hit that says, uh, you know, tap to speak. So I guess it's like a huge mute button or something. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, this is all new to me. Okay. I've never zoomed. I've so, never zoomed. So aren't, in the you, aren't you afraid to be taking a road trip to Tennessee from Florida right now in the middle of, of the world's worst gas crisis <laughs> ever? He's rich, so. There's a gas shortage? Well, that's true. We don't hear it here in Florida, JC. <laughs> that's oh. up north. <laughs> oh, okay. Got you. Right about that. <laughs> now, people did freak out last week, some, but it, it's we're good. We're good here. It's uh I, I filled up. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, most of Florida we get our gas like from ports and, and, and stuff. Like it's not that pipeline. So um, I'm not really sure what people were freaking out about in Florida. Uh, maybe in some of the other states, maybe in, in Georgia and South Carolina, Tennessee, the states that the pipeline really goes through, then I, I, I guess I could understand. Um, you know, hey, maybe start looking for gas uh, when it gets to a quarter of a tank. Uh, if you're like one of those people that, that rides it until, uh, you know, the gas tank is bone dry, you know, maybe just get new more gas when you get to the quarter of a tank. There was an but amazing like, story. There was an amazing story you brought forward this week. And it was from Homosassa, I hope I said it right, Homosassa, Florida. Oh, a, yeah. a Hummer caught fire shortly after the driver filled up four or five-gallon gasoline containers Wednesday morning uh, down there in Florida, according to local fire officials. The Citrus County Fire Rescue said the driver of the 2004 H2 filled up gas cans at a Texaco food mark. Out of fear of the gas being gone forever, Firefighters immediately had to respond shortly thereafter to the vehicle on fire not far from the gas station. One person, presumably the driver, was injured and refused to be transported to be checked out. It's unclear whether or not they were wearing a mask. Dave, back to you. (laughs) I'm not sure which is more ridiculous, that story or the one about the uh, sausage cigarette. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the title of this podcast of this particular episode, the sausage cigarette. You know what? I I don't wish any ill will on anybody, but if you're out there hoarding gas just because you think there's gonna be an issue and not let other people get gas who really need to get back and forth to work, and that happened to you, I'm glad you didn't get hurt, but I'm glad it happened to you for being an a hole. Seriously, I really am glad that happened because you got people out there. I don't know how credible these pictures are. There's people filling gas in regular Ziploc bags or shopping bags, and it makes no sense. It makes no sense. What well, exactly. Are- exactly. Especially when you have garbage bags. 
Like, why would you use? <laughs> why would you use a shopping bag? Like, you could get so much more gas in a garbage bag. Like you know contractor sized garbage bag at that. Like those are like eighty five gallon. They're very large. They're very the the biggest bag. The the best bag. JC for life tips. There you go. Yeah, just just white juice a shopping bag. Get a big black bag for a contractor bag. You're good. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, our our next story from intern Dave this week comes to us from ClickOrlando.com. Staying in vain with the uh, Florida stories, but now rebranded as time with intern Dave. Bikini-clad Florida woman claims cops were called by someone who was jealous that her body looked good. Out of Ocala, Florida, a Florida woman was arrested and um, on a disorderly conduct uh, intoxication charge. And she claims that the only reason that the cops were called while she was at a hotel pool was that the manager saw her in a bikini and was jealous that her body looked good, end quote, according to Ocala police. Records show the manager at the County Inn and Suites spotted 42-year-old Melody Carr in her two-piece bathing suit at the hotel's pool on May 3rd. The sun was setting in the south-southwest at the time over the uh, shores of one of the hotels, as seen by an HR professional from New Hampshire. On May 3rd, and since she didn't recall ever checking into the hotel, she asked her for her room number. Police said Carr became irate, refused to provide her room number, and stormed off. The manager said she wanted Carr trespassed. But when officers arrived, Carr was walking with a brown dog at La Quinta Inn and Suites, which is located nearby. She became verbally aggressive, according to officers. She stated that the manager was jealous because her body looked good, according to the affidavit. Carr claimed her boyfriend rented a room at Country Inn and Suites, but they got into a fight, so she left, and she was only at the hotel because her car wasn't working, according to police. Records show officers told Carr she needed to move her car from the hotel because her name's Carr, and she was driving a car. I'm getting confused, <laughs> but that's fine. So she was cited for trespassing. Um, uh, she was threatened with the car being towed. The officer watched the woman jump a fence in her bikini to get into her white convertible Mustang as she burned the tires out and pulled into the parking lot spot that was directly in front of the one that she was located in, but located on the property of a gas station, according to the report. Trashback. Police said that the vehicle stopped by the parking bumper because car couldn't brake fast enough. She then went into the gas station in her bikini with her body looking good to talk to the manager about keeping her car there until she could get it fixed. When he told her she wasn't allowed, her and her bikini got angry and they left, according to police records. Now, the officer went to confront Carr about her car after she got back into her car and noticed that her breath smelled of alcohol when she turned to yell. So she was placed in handcuffs. While wearing a bikini, according to the police report. Police said Carr admitting to have one drink around 9 a.m. while she wasn't in her car <laughs> before she drove her car to the parking lot where she parked her car. Carr of Dunnellen. Dunnellen? That's the town? Dunnell? Un? Dunnell? No. Un. Was arrested on a disorderly intoxication charge. Back to the two of you. Look, I got to jump in here real quick. If she's using the defense of being at La Quinta because her car doesn't work, doesn't that argument go out the window if she jumps over the gate, hops in her car, and drives to the gas station to see if she can leave it there? There's only one parking space. She drove one parking space. 
So it works. So the gas station attendant who just saw her pull in says, you know, here's the story. No, of course you're not going to park it here. Get out of here, lady. Ricky, my car doesn't work slow. It only works fast. (laughs) That's why she spun the tires out when car drove the car. Uh, I wonder why she and her boyfriend got into an argument. We will never know. (laughs) Intern Dave. Can I make a guilty? Yeah, can I can I make a guilty confession? You don't have oh. to ask permission. This is your Recorded. segment, man. Go ahead. Recorded. Oh, my segment. That's awesome. Hey, so once I found that article or came across that article and read it, then I started looking for other uh, other stories uh, uh, about that or other articles about that story because I was hoping one of the articles actually had pictures of her in the bikini, like a mugshot or something. Because I wanted to see, like, hey, did she really look good in the bikini, like she said? No Or photos. was it, like, one of those things where, uh, yeah, like, no, she definitely was not jealous of the bikini. Yeah, dude. I, no no photos. Her, no photos for the cameras because her body looked too good. And the car didn't work. What happened to the dog? Is the dog okay? That That's the question. So she had a little brown dog, so she got arrested. It's I hope the dog is not in the pound. The dog had nothing to do with this. She's just there wondering why mommy is jumping fences. As the segment continues, we're now transitioning into unscripted time with Dave the Intern. Over to you. Unscripted time with Dave. Dave? Oh, that means that means I'm supposed to talk? That is you. Yes, yes. You are the Florida man driving away from Florida into Tennessee. This is your unscripted time. Perfect. So uh, traffic traffic is light. Uh, everybody is, is behaving themselves on, on I-75, which is, is nice to see. The gas, uh, I'm uh, like a half tank, so maybe I should think about getting some gas uh, before I leave the state. 20 in minutes. There's a gas before. Yeah, in case there's a gas shortage. So, okay, let me ask you this. You get into town, you drop your bags off at the house. What is the first thing you do? You go to a restaurant. Which one is it? And in what town? Because I'm going there in December and I want to try something new. Uh, yeah, so I'm, my parents live uh, about 35, 40 minutes away from Gatlinburg. And uh, so we don't actually go into Gatlinburg that often. Usually it's uh, I just kind of hang out with my parents and uh, help them with whatever projects they need uh, around the house. And uh, then I'll spend time you know, going hiking or uh, kayaking or, or whatnot. So it's, you know, I don't really spend too much time in, in Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge, to be, to be honest with you. Do you have, now, you know who, do you have any uh, Tinder dates lined up for the drive? Like any stops along the way, you know? No, you're the single man no, that we uh, no vicariously Tinder live through. We we need we need to hear a good story every now and then. Well, people don't know we're trying. I to honestly have no good stories. Okay, then I've got one for you, Dave, <laughs> and and that is that we truly think that if we do this the right way, we could get you a date with Melinda Gates. Right, Rick? Right. I think so too. I think if we if we play our cards right, Dave. And and we and we and we set everything up. If, if once you once this show is published, you'll be able to hear what we talked about at the beginning. And we're trying to set it up to where we set you up with a blind date with Melinda Gates. So let's say 
that happens. Let's say you get to Tennessee. She's currently flying to Monaco right now. She turns around because she wants to have a date with you in the next couple of days. Where do you take her? I would uh, talk to my dad and get some discounted tickets for uh, Splash Country. <laughs> this is Melinda Gates we're talking about. I hear there's an amazing grilled cheese shop in St. Augustine. Yeah, don't go there. Not yet. Not yet. Wait until they get a, a better train cook. Um, so you'll so you'll you take know, her to Splash Mountain. Yeah, either that or or maybe uh, I, she's probably never been to Dollywood before. We could go to Dollywood. My dad can get discounted tickets there. Dude, dude, I'm t- I'm gonna talk to you. Maybe we can double date. We're going in December for Christmas, so I want to go to Dollywood. So. Do what you got to do with Melinda to get her comfortable to be exclusive, and then we can double day. Maybe we can hop on the G5 jet and then fly there from your house. Maybe that'll work. I just want to get in the jet, to be honest. This is all for me. <laughs> Nobody <Yeah>. else. <laughs> After hanging out with Bill for 27 years, she's probably ready to slum slum with a, a intern. So I, I might actually have a good shot. You know, I know you're probably joking, but you may not be too far from the truth, brother. <laughs> you may not be too far. You know, I mean, if people want to venture, right? And 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 look, you're an eligible bachelor. You're go. You like to go hiking. You like the color blue. I don't know. You take long walks from the beach. Tell everybody out there Dude. what Dave does. But on top of that, Melinda Gates also has like thousands of acres of farmland. You could walk them with her and get lost. Do you think she'd allow me to buy some uh, fainting goats for the farm? I think I think she can cover that. I think she'll cover that. Um, I think anything you do, she'll probably say, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> but just go there and be her man boy. That's all you got to do. Be her man boy and you're done. You're done. You're, 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 you're going to have a great time. But let's hook it up for Dollywood Christmas time later on this year. But I'm putting it out there. I'm putting all the energy out there to get my boy Dave a date. I got you, bro. I got your back. Hey, I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'd like to go around the room for some final <laughs> thoughts today. Uh, we're at that hour of the show. Uh, first up, over to intern Dave for his final thoughts. And Dave, thanks again for jumping in here, uh, even yeah. albeit towards the end of the show, for your brand new segment here. So Dave, final thoughts over to you. My final thought would be, I wonder when Rick is going to stop overpaying for crappy moonshine in Tennessee when he can just get it from my dad who gets it from a dude that is a legit moonshiner up in the mountains. I, I, I do need to hop on the bandwagon. I do need to do that. I do overpay. I go to the tourist area and I got to get hooked up with your connection. That's happening this December. That is happening. It's, it's some really good shit. Yes. And final thoughts over to you, Ricky Baez. Take it away. Final thoughts from my perspective with the way people, organizations are bringing people back into the office, business leaders, it's, it's, it's my, my mind was changed. My mind was changed talking to my client because before I spoke to my clients, I always thought the reason people wanted to, organizations wanted to bring people back to the office is because they didn't trust them. And that was just me without really thinking about it. But in having these deep conversations with these clients, that couldn't be further from the truth. They're trying to keep that camaraderie alive, and, and it, it, it's, I commend them for that. So here's my advice to all the business leaders out there. Communicate what you want to do. 
hear from your employees. Understand. Let them know what you're thinking about doing and get some feedback and use that feedback. I guarantee if you follow what your associates want, you're going to have an amazing workforce. I guarantee it. I'd like to take this opportunity to ask everyone out there. Ricky may already know the answer to this question. So please don't answer if you do. Well, it's my final thought. What does the grape do when they get stepped on? The grape. What did the grape do when it got stepped on? It's out a little wine. Yeah. Think about that. Let's absorb that. Let's take that and carry carry that with us for the week. The grape will let out a little wine. Ricky Bias, what are some of the best ways people can reach Intern Dave, yourself, and myself, the podcast, the consultancy that Bias Go Com uh, Crap. Bias Go Crap is Bias Go Learning. <laughs> That's Look. what it is. I forget the website name. Biasco.com, is that right? Biasco.com. We are all over social media. We are on Twitter. I almost said Twister. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook and TikTok, even Snapchat. Go ahead and give us a call. Give us a like. You can download the HR Talk podcast show on your favorite HR, your favorite podcast platform. Give us a like. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Dave? All right. Well, then, on behalf of intern Dave, Ricky Baez, and myself, it's been a pleasure to uh, be back here once again. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, drive safe. Have a good night. I'm going to go get me some non-crappy moonshine. That's what I'm going to do.